So hello everyone and welcome to the Push Far podcast. Today we're joined by a very special guest, Robin, and we're going to be speaking more about his career, more about being a coach and his best advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. So Robin, if you'd like to introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell them more about you. Yes, first of all, thank you very much, Jesse, for your kind invitation. Uh, my name is Robin Wong and I am a retired executive. And currently, I'm involved mainly on charitable work for NGOs, for example, like the Pushfa, whereby I do a lot of mentoring and coaching activities. Other than that, also being a board member of some other charitable organizations. So before we get into the main portion of the podcast and speak more about work, are you able to share with our listeners some of your hobbies and interests outside of work? I see, yeah. I'm very passionate about martial arts. Actually, I started, you know, practicing when I was very young. And when, when I was in Hong Kong, I practiced a form called Wing Chun. And then I did Taekwondo, Karate. And currently I'm still doing Muay Thai, kickboxing. Oh, nice. Other than that, (laughs) I do like playing golf, hiking and swimming. So quite active. Trying to be, yes. <laughs> I don't think I've met anyone who does martial arts before. This. I've seen it though, like I, I've never seen it in real life. I've never gone to watch a martial art, I, you know, competition or anything, but I've, I've seen it online. It is quite, it is quite an active sport. It is, but you know, it, it could be a different form. I mean, I, I'm not, not the young athletics, you know, sportsman now who go to competition, but I mean, I can still try to do it just to keep fit. So I'm just going to ask you now more about today's topic and just more about your career background. So how, how did you go into your career? So the full story from where you started to where you are now. Okay. I I actually, I was born in Hong Kong, but I was educated in the UK when I was relatively young as an engineer. And then after my graduation, I, I came back to Hong Kong and where I initially started Korean management consulting and I worked for various consulting organizations. After that, I moved to the corporate world, you know, where, where I started working on the line and I worked for a long time, maybe about 25 years and working for various organizations, some very big one like American Express, which is an international organization. I also worked for the government. And my last job, I was working for a conglomerate with various business interests, and whereby I was a CEO there. So obviously the topic today is about becoming an entrepreneur, and obviously you've got quite an, you know, an experienced background throughout your career with some really big names. So what was your main motivator for becoming an entrepreneur and running your own coaching practice? Right. Well, first of all, I, I think that when I was in the corporate, you know, even at a senior position, I am very passionate about developing people. And I always see a lot of my colleagues, you know, becoming successful business leaders. And that is my motivation. Uh, also, after working for something like 25 years in the corporate, I always feel I, I want a career change. Uh, and, and that, luckily, because I know a lot of people and, you know, I... And actually, initially, 
have quite a lot of contacts and a lot of assignments, coaching and mentoring assignments offered to me. And since I've been doing that, you know, sort of business start grow on its own. And over the last 12 years or so as a, as a coach, I must have developed more than three or 400 executives in the past, you know, in various areas of leadership development and also business strategy. Because it is, so it just evolves. It is, it's quite a big switch, isn't it? Going from such a, you know, big corporations to working by yourself. And it's quite, it's quite a, a brave switch. You know, I don't think a, a lot of people, they work in big, massive corporations but taking that leap is quite a, a big step. It's such a big change. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It took me a long time. But to be honest, I was thinking about it, you know, for about a couple of years before I made the switch because I thought, okay, sometimes you have to ask yourself, what is it that you really want, you know, in your career? Is it just because of the title or the money, whatever? But I think, okay, maybe I do something I truly believe that I love doing. It's, yeah, I think I when I've spoken to like a few people who work for themselves or they're freelance, or it's I think a lot of it comes down to it go it gets past the money point in you know people's careers. They it gets to the point where they think I'd rather wake up and do something I love each day than work for someone else. But it is such a, a big switch. So I'm just going to ask you now, what does a typical day look like for you? Well, now I'm more relaxed, I mean, because I'm, I'm already kind of retired. So a typical day for me now is that I, I spend a lot of time actually doing a sports, you know, I mean, as I'm very active in martial arts, you know, every morning I will go to, to practice my, my martial arts in the morning or, or go to the, the, the dojo, you know, to train with my sensei. But because I got early in the morning, I got most of the things done in the morning. Then in the afternoon, I would still do quite a lot of coaching and mentoring activities. And because I'm a board member of, of an NGO, they are starting to grow. And I will attend some of their meetings or try to help them to promote their, their, their course. So I will go like tomorrow, I'll go to American Chain of Commerce. They have a big event and the, the NGO has a booth there and I'll go there to support them. So every day will be quite different. I think that that is one of the the perks of working for yourself. Every day is is different. I think with a lot of corporate jobs, obviously I work for Push Fire and we're a startup, so every day is different for us. It's quite fun. I I don't have a day where it's the same every day. I do have set days where I try and do specific you know tasks, but I think that's the good thing about working either for yourself or sm- smaller companies that it's you know, it's, you wake up and it's a surprise really you don't know what's ahead you you do in a sense obviously you've got meetings and all that but it, it can be what you want when you work for yourself which is fun yes I think that's that you you hit on the nail Jesse because uh, sometimes you know you really have to ask yourself what is it you, you really want and not what other people want you to do so I'm just going to ask you now, are there any mistakes you've made during your time, you know, working for yourself and as an entrepreneur that you wish you could have avoided or how you could have avoided them? Wow. 
I have made a lot of mistakes first of all, I have to admit. <laughs> so thinking about it, a lot of mistakes might be preparation. I think that's a lot of times I might be thinking back. There has been quite a lot of situation when I try to beat for assignment or beat for something, or or that was a huge opportunity there, and I'm I didn't get it on reflection. I think my preparation wasn't good enough. So I always remind myself, you know, try to be your very best every time you you prepare for an for an event or even for proposal for a meeting. So I think that there's a lot of it. And if I fail, I think it is because of my possibly lack of preparation or lack of confidence that that are the common mistakes I made. It's, yeah. No, I I'm. I agree with the preparing thing because I think you just everything needs to be prepared beforehand. Because sometimes we we do things and we think it doesn't really need to be prepared. I've had a few instances where I thought, oh, I don't really need to prepare for it, and then when I get to it, I'm like, oh, I really should have even just ten minutes, twenty minutes out of my day just to, to make sure it went smoothly. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, sometimes actually it's funny because. Sometimes on, on areas which you are uncomfortable or you're not confident, you normally do very well because <laughs> because you think, well, I I I'm, I I need to be prepared. And a lot of the situation when I did badly was I'm overconfident that I thought, oh, you know, I can just can just just go through that and and it would be fine. So. One of my other questions here, so I've got them on my on my phone, is how do you handle the stress that comes with responsibility. So obviously you're in charge when you're, you know, an entrepreneur, you're in charge of making sure you get, you know, clients and things run smoothly. So how do you handle the stress of that? Oh, well, I think that normally when you have stress, is that when you have a problem you feel you cannot resolve, Right. You know, when you feel you can resolve it, then there's stress not there. So sometimes I tell myself that, okay, I might not be able to resolve it today. I just think it over, sleep over, and and then eventually your solution will come to you. Uh, secondly, I try to prioritize my activities, only focusing on areas which are of highest priority. So that at the end of the day, if you do a lot of effective work, or productive work, then then the stress level tends to be reduced. Yeah, I think prior, like priority setting is like key for like workload, just any, and I think that goes with people who work in a corporate job and obviously entrepreneurs is making sure you prioritize tasks. I, I really agree with that, that one. I think as well, though, that one helps me. That helps me with dealing with all my tasks. I see. Otherwise, it can get so overwhelming. And I think especially, obviously, for yourself, where you don't have your own boss, it's it's really important. Well, you are your own boss, so it's, it's you know, it has to be done. The next part of the podcast is about mentoring and coaching for entrepreneurs. And obviously, you work as, you know, a professional coach and you do a lot of mentoring. So... My first question is, do you believe that mentoring and coaching is something that all aspiring entrepreneurs should seek? Obviously, it's a personal choice. So I, I've seen some 
very successful entrepreneur don't really have quote unquote a, a mentor and they do everything themselves. For me personally, I strongly believe if you have a good mentor, it will help you tremendously because the mentor could acting as a sounding board. And so they can be talking to somebody with, with complete trust. And the mentor will have your interests at heart. So if you find the right mentor, also with the right experience, it, it can help you tremendously with your with your business. Because for me, I I had previously have the privilege of a good mentor when I was in my younger days. And it helped me from being a very junior position to become a senior executive in a well, relatively short time. Without her guidance, I, I'm sure I won't be able to achieve what I've achieved today. So it's a personal choice, but personally, I think it is very important. I think it's all it's all about finding the right mentor and coach. And I think a lot of people, obviously, mentoring and coaching is all about you know, connections and finding someone you click with. And I think a, a, the problem with a lot of people, they might have one bad mentor or one bad, well, they're not bad, but they're just not, the connection isn't there. But one, you know, bad experience with mentoring and coaching and they completely rule it out then. They're like, it's not going to work. But I think it's definitely one of those things you just got to try and see how you fit with different mentors and coaches because, Obviously, as humans, that it, that's what happens. We don't get on with everyone. And I think it's important, I think, as well, to find, you know, mentors and coaches that, like, suits, you know, requirements, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, in life, we probably you need more than one mentor. So uh, there could be different mentors for different purposes. So, yes, I, I agree with you fully. And what is your favourite part of mentoring and coaching others what do you enjoy most about it oh i just love what i do i like talking to people right i like understanding and understanding the concern sharing ideas being open communication and i enjoy feeling i can add value somehow so that you can see the person to where they are now to where they want to be or on some special cases that they actually achieve something they never imagined they could achieve, you know, before the mentorship. So um, this this is my biggest, you know, satisfaction, you know, helping people. I um I find it really interesting when I ask, you know, mentors and coaches why do they do it? Because what it's really surprising, obviously, as a mentoring platform, how many like comments or you know people say, well, what does a mentor get out of it? But mentors gain a lot out of mentoring. It's not just the mentee. I, I think a lot of people don't realise how, like, the impact having a mentor is. Like, it's beneficial to both. Yes, yes. I, I think you're right. I also mentor, before I was really mentoring mostly senior executives. And then and now I enjoy a lot is mentoring young younger people. And a lot of it, you actually learned a lot from them. Because, you know, they, they have different perspectives and they are so much more into the IT, what's happening. And and so a lot of cases, I, I'm actually learning a lot from them, you know, that they teach they teach me a lot, you know, in, in what's happening out in the world. So I'm just going to ask now, are you able to share a few 
examples, you know, real life experiences of how you've helped entrepreneurs or, you know, people who freelance or obviously I don't want to go in any confidentiality <laughs> issues. So just like, like brief, just examples of how you've helped people. Well, obviously, I, I have undertaken a lot of assignments and a lot of, you know, sorts of success stories and also some failures as well. I mean, I will say that everyone is a success. The one that closest to my heart is probably I'm helping the my sensei, you know, my Kung Fu instructors, you know, in, in his business. He started off a very humble beginning. He hasn't had much education he just started off like almost like a boxing champion, so to speak, you know, and he became very successful. And then after that, he 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 because of his, after his retirement from from boxing, he he started to to teach and have, have students because so good at it. He he eventually become successful in in running a number of of of, of martial arts schools. You know, become very. No, well-known, you know, instructors, you know, and have a number of local champions who who actually he developed. And when you talk to him now, he's he's no longer the person he was who only know martial arts, but become a well-rounded executive or, or person. And we're great friends. I think for mentorships, I will say I also play a part in helping him, you know, when he's from small business to making the bigger, running just not one school, but a number of schools. And then I think that there's something, because also I'm passionate about the art myself. So I'll get very involved, you know, in, in working with him. So this is one of my most satisfying coaching or mentoring assignment. I was going to say that's like a free in one really because obviously you love martial arts you like helping others and obviously you love being a coach and mentor so that <laughs> I think that's like the perfect assignment for you well you know task yes 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 because everything I do I can relate and uh, and he also sort of have complete trust on me about about all ideas you know not just on martial arts but you know a lot of management leadership and also on 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 how to promote a business in all the areas my final question about coaching and mentoring for entrepreneurs is should all entrepreneurs offer coaching and or you know or mentoring to aspiring entrepreneurs to help you know it's like goes in a circle doesn't it of helping everyone yes well personally i feel you know if you're successful and you 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 do well in your in, in your life you have obligation to pay back to society you know to help people who hasn't got as lucky as you are so even if you don't have that much time you should try to find time to help people you know because at the moment that's what i'm trying to do and, and 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 not everybody is as lucky as you are. And if you are in that position, you should help others. Yeah, it's 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 quite an interesting one, really. I think if people have like this, obviously skills and knowledge. In an ideal world, we're all able to help. You know, everyone as. But I think, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, it's a lot of you know best kept secrets. That they, because oh, yes. not everyone can be an entrepreneur. It's, you know, everyone can in a sense, but not everyone's successful at it. So it is, I think people need to be able to learn from people who, you know, have had success in running their own businesses and 
just ex- like being able to share their wisdom with people really i think it's really really key yes I, that's my you know personal belief obviously it's a personal choice i mean this is this is not everyone has to do it might be he doesn't have a time or he, you know as you say there might be a concern about his trade secret but you don't need to disclose those you know i mean to helping another guy even in the similar business i mean you can just give him some guidance so I'm just going to speak more about entrepreneurs, you know, and getting started as an entrepreneur. So what do you think are the most important traits and qualities that all entrepreneurs should possess? Yes, I I think it's just, I come across people who are successful. Normally, they, they have a clear idea why they want to do it, you know, clear sense of purpose. And they're very passionate about what they do. More importantly, always very resilient. So because when you are starting your business, there will be tons of problems you have to solve. And there's a lot of areas you don't know how to do it. So if you are not resilient, you won't be able to, to get through them. So I think these are the three qualities I, I find it most important, which is the, the, the sense of purpose, the passion and resilience. And in your opinion, what makes an entrepreneur successful? Mm. Because different, there's a lot of very successful entrepreneurs. They all have different qualities, different skill set. And it's just a bit difficult to try to generalize. But I think from my experience, common one is that you have to be good with people and good with communication skills. So a lot of time when you start a business, you're selling yourself, actually. You are pitching. You you are selling your products and services. You need to have to have be selling skills, you know, to, to, to people buy into your ideas. And also more important when you start a business, the most important thing is get some sales orders, right? Because it gets your cash flow going. So without that, it will be very difficult for you to, to, to start your own business. If you're not very good at it, you must have somebody who, who is. And what would you say is, I suppose that goes under the best piece of advice, but what would you say is your number one piece of advice for aspiring entrepreneurs? If they had to just do one thing, would it, you know, would it be find a coach or what would you say it is? Well, find something you love, find something you're good at, have a passion about. And as because, you know, this, this, this podcast is about business plan. So, and a business toolkit. And I would like to, you know, my advice for people is to, if you really want to start an effective business, make sure you have a well thought out and well designed business plan and making use of the business toolkit I advocate. I know I've literally put it down, obviously, for our listeners, Robin kindly. Well, he wrote an amazing business plan with his colleague. And it is on the Push for website for people to download. So it's really important. And it was something we really wanted to speak about because I think a lot of people don't realize the benefits of actually having a business plan in place. I think I think it's one of those things when people think of plans, they think of, you know, paperwork. No one wants to do paperwork. But it's when I was going through, I was like, this is really helpful for people. Like if I wanted to start my own business, I would like use that because it is something it like covers everything, you know, it, right. every, everything was covered in it really. You can't, you know, I, and I know you said earlier as well about 
making sure what you know some of the mistakes you've made in your career is due to not being prepared so i think i think this is where business plans come in really handy yes it's just part preparation isn't it if you if you just a lot of people just go into a business and not really thought it through and then say oh i want to do something i mean having that add-on is that a business plan is as you know you you don't need to make it 100% perfect before you start doing something because I think you have important have a business plan for you to to help you to to start use to test up test the market to market research so that you you find out more information about your original assumptions and then this will become eventually a living document for you to continue to improve your business so I'm just going to ask you now which is my last question of the topic with which is, have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome? If so, how can it be, this be avoided? And the reason I'm asking is because a lot of people, when they want to go and you know be the, an entrepreneur and work for themselves, they suffer with imposter syndrome, and that is a lot of the time what stops them from making that that leap. Yes. So for me, I I, I suffer all the time, <laughs> frequently. <laughs> so so I mean, if, if you ask me that, I, I guess that let's say if if you are somebody who wants to keep on trying doing different things or trying new things or stretching yourself, you will at times come up facing a lot of obstacles or or, or challenges. A lot of times you will you might fail, and every time when you have a letdown. You you have will have this kind of feeling of insecurity or fear or, or worthlessness. I think how I can overcome it uh, sometimes is to accept that it's common among a lot of people. You are not exception. And secondly, try and ask the why you have this feeling, and understand the root cause of it. You know, for example, if I have like, this feeling, maybe I set too high expectation for myself or maybe you are living the expectation of others or maybe some sort of lack of self-confidence could be all type of root causes try to find it out and then the best way to to overcome it is to take positive actions to to try to do something and what i always find that if you start doing something and and, and then the, the stress level or the the letdown level will, will be reduced no, I uh it's really interesting there about you said like the expectations that we have on ourselves. Cause I've never when I think of it, it makes sense to go with imposter syndrome, but I've never thought of that and like the expectations, you know, others have of us that plays like a really important role. So I think that was a it was a nice a nice touch, a nice thing to say <laughs> for it. Yes. Uh, as I uh, you know, admit, you know, I, I do suffer it myself. I am. Um, I'm just going to move on to our, you know, our three final questions. So, the first is, what are your long-term career goals now? So, what do you plan to be doing in terms of your career and being an entrepreneur? Well, as you said, I already retired, and so my my current long-term goals is to keep on doing what I love, which is I still keep on doing mentoring and coaching work, and in fact, I'm doing it for free now. And and I'm I just want to meet more interesting people and helping them. My other activities that I'm actually become a board member of Entrepreneur, which recently started up, 
And the purpose of it is to help marginalized mother back to the workforce or start their own business. And I thought they have a very noble cause and they have a founder who's very passionate about it. And my, my, my goal is to help, help her to be successful or the organization to be successful. No, that's that's a nice one. They're nice, nice goals to have. I think it's not a lot of. It's just about doing what you love, and I, I don't think yes. you can go wrong with having that as your goal. To be fair, yes. and my next question, which I know it seems a bit odd, it is what are some of the daily habits to help you? But the reason for this is the same with imposter syndrome. Is that when we speak about you know successful entrepreneurs and what are the most common things we think of you know what are their daily habits you've probably seen a million different articles of what does Elon Musk do in a day what time do they wake up so that's why I thought it was a good one to ask of some of your daily habits that you practice well I'm lucky because I love martial arts so I almost practice this every morning you know and that helps me a lot because it clears my mind out a lot I like hiking in the park again all early in the morning when I get up, let's say around six o'clock or before, and actually in the past, absolutely nobody, very little people there. And and I think this is like a med- meditation for me. You know, I, I, I could actually every day, I help me to rethink, reflect, and you know, to ask myself what I, my, my, my whole purpose in life is again, constantly. I think these are my kind of daily habits, you know, get up in the early morning and do a lot of the things you, you love. And then also, you know, sort of allocate your time wisely. I Yeah, I, I like the fact that, that with as well, as you say about martial arts and, you know, keeping active does keep you in the, that mindset of, especially, but obviously I'm not too clued up on martial arts, but it's a lot of you know it's a lot of discipline it keeps you balanced and just I know people are like well it's, it's physical activity but it helps with your mind as well it's it's that mi- good mix of both yes yes actually the the spiritual and the mental aspects of training when you're the high level you become is more important than the physical side because uh, you will see a lot of very good martial artists you know they why they become successful is because of the attitude. You know, if you have got the right attitude to it, then you become very successful. So I think it goes, my conclusion, even for entrepreneurship, is it is not just your product knowledge or how well you know your industries are all very important, but whether you have the right attitude. You know, and because I use the martial arts, you know, learning, you know, trust my whole purpose in life. Yeah, no, I like that. I think a lot of it, this attitude as well. I think it's also having like a positive outlook on. Yes. Because obviously being an entrepreneur and working for yourself is very stressful. It's it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not something a lot of <laughs> no. people can do. It's, so I think being able to really like prioritize your own well-being is one of the key things. I don't think it gets talked about enough either. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, to be an entrepreneur, you've got to work late nights and long days, which, yeah, it is more stressful. But I also think to do that, you really need to prioritize yourself because otherwise you're just going to end up burnt out. Yes, I fully agree with you, Jessie. 
And my last question, which is just for fun, is if you had to completely change your career tomorrow, just to anything you want to be in the world, what would you do? <laughs> well, currently I'm, I'm I'm learning guitar, playing the music, and also I have a teacher teaching me how to sing. So if I have a what you call the magic wang, and and I can do anything I want, I want to be a, a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Successful one. I'm not very good at it yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite a big change, but I think that's quite a nice one. If you if you were mm. uh, you're learning, yes. I've not had anyone say a singer yet. I've had a few different ones. I've had you know people say I'd go into law, or no one said like a singer. So that's quite a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's a, singing is a great hobby. In fact, that helps to relax, and you know, after after each session, I I really feel feel a different person. So I'm just going to wrap up the podcast now, and I want to say a huge thank you to our guest Robin. So if any of our listeners have got this far and are interested more about the business plan, they can head to the Pushfire website. It's completely free to download, and it was written by Robin and his colleague. Or if anyone wants to get in touch with Robin about some business advice or some coaching, his contacts details will be you know on our social posts so make sure to tune in next time to hear more from some other wonderful guests and i hope everyone has a lovely day 